Welcome to Talkin' Docs, the monthly show where we dive into the world of documentaries and review them for your listening pleasure. Why documentaries, you may ask? Well, documentaries have the power to inform, educate, and entertain us in ways that few other mediums can. They allow us to delve deep into a subject, explore different perspectives, and challenge our assumptions. But with so many documentaries out there, it can be overwhelming to decide what to watch. That's where we come in. On Talkin' Docs, we'll cover a wide range of topics, from politics and social issues to art, science, and nature. So whether you're a seasoned documentary buff or just dipping your toe into the genre, Talkin' Docs is the perfect place to discover new films, expand your horizons, and join the conversation about the world around us. Welcome to Talkin' Docs. My name is Jennifer Smith. I am here with my wonderful co-hosts tonight, Cowboy Roger and Logan Croslin. How are you boys? Doing doing great, Jenny. Thanks for having me. Of hope course. Hope you're always. doing well as well. I am. How about you, Logan? I didn't jump the line because you said my name second, so I go. always got to remember that and point it out. So uh, I'm doing well, good as well. I uh, hope y'all are doing uh, well also. <laughs> so we've come to the end of season two. And our uh, animal documentaries. And I feel this might be the most gentle one that we've watched yet so far. We'll see. Not to say there's not tragedy, but feels a little bit lessened, maybe by the dulcet tones of Morgan Freeman uh, that get to deliver the bad news to us about our animals here. But we've decided to watch March of the Penguins. And it is an older documentary, which I felt came across a lot when I was watching it, because this was not shot in 4K. <laughs> and it definitely looked like an old, an older film, even though it was made in 2005, mm-hmm. which looked not that long ago. But when I watched this movie, it felt like really long ago. I don't know. Did you guys feel that? Like, yeah, definitely a little grainy. Some grainy, of the grainy, yes. And I thought it added to it a little bit. Like it kind it of sort um, of does. I like it. Like at the beginning when they're showing the the penguins walking on the horizon, and they but they're they're blurry. They kind of look like people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if so. I, and I think part of it's like just the technology has yes. improved so much, but also like where they shot this, especially. Okay. Like prob- they probably couldn't use whatever the the best camera they had was back in two thousand and five, right? Just because they're in such a remote location. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if they had drones and stuff. I like I don't know how they got the footage, but it was incredible. It, it was, but it's so flat looking in a way mm-hmm. that is different from a lot of the newer documentaries yeah. that we've watched. Yeah, it made it feel more real. I feel like at certain points too. And like Roger said, it probably just the conditions and like how bad the storms were and stuff like that. They probably couldn't take their like best stuff down there uh, with how, how the temperature and all that kind of stuff was. So, but yeah, it, it did look older for sure. Um, this came out when I was like uh, 11 or 12. So um, I <laughs> oh have to that in, I'm sorry. Um, definitely watch this in uh, school at some point. So, but yeah. Uh, definitely made it look a, a little realer, and obviously you could tell that it was made uh, a little bit ago, almost twenty years ago at this point. Now, uh, it yeah. was almost twenty years ago. Yeah, you, Logan, just trying to yeah feel that's all that's trolling possible. me hardcore right now. What I do, it's my gimmick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're in Antarctica with the Emperor penguins, and we're following them on their year-long journey from where they go to the breeding area from where they normally live so it's a 70 mile trek where every single emperor penguin in this group tribe is one of the words that they use to describe it i don't know if that's a flock i don't know if that's like a technical term but um these penguins go every single one of them march in a line which is incredible to me like the instinctual nature of the animals to just go all of a sudden i'm five years old which is in their life cycle when they start to reproduce and they just go okay it's time to walk and then they all just 
walk 70 miles to the breeding grounds where they instinctually know what to do and and the incredible process that they go through while they're there on the breeding grounds um like i said i've seen this before but a lot of this stuff is different with time and experience <laughs> and like the the parental and the 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 need to reproduce is such a strong impulse in these animals that they go through a hell of a lot to have babies yeah and i mean it's it's always incredible to me we talked a little bit about it in chimp empire i think mm -hmm. but it really in this one they i mean it's like the most desolate horrible environment on earth basically mm -hmm. right and what you said it's incredible they live their lives in the water mm -hmm. they turn five they get out of the water they do it all at once they come from all different places and they all know to meet at this one place that is not special in any way it's just another patch of ice in an endless patch of ice <laughs> and no and they they have so they're not like like as humans right we've become so dependent on technology i think we've lost a lot of this stuff like you know i jen you know jenny you live maybe a few thousand miles away right mm -hmm. and i kind of could figure it out on you know just in, in my head but if i like like the, they could basically go from my house to your house with no map no gps nothing just that's where i'm supposed just to go instinct buddy. it's it, 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 it's incredible crazy. it's absolutely yeah. incredible and um humbling and they, in they a lot of ways they waddle they waddle for 70 miles huge cute factor with these penguins like i don't like i think that was a big part of the puffy chest and stuff <laughs> well, they, they do like the uh they they like like they they say their feet get tired so then they just they slide, slide on the ice on their stomachs <laughs> but what i mean it's cute and i think that's part of the allure of the documentary is how you know how they they are cute and they do cute things and they make cute sounds but what they're doing is probably one of the more grueling things that any creature oh, yeah. has to do on this earth especially as they go into it I, they have to go like back and forth they yes. like the, the women go back and forth like three different times right mm -hmm. you know they they trade off and it's like a whole they're there for like what six or seven months where mm -hmm. one of the you know the male will not eat for the first two oh, yeah. and then the female comes back and then the male gets to go eat and then it's they they do they that trade off yeah they they take turns um good parents they yeah, are good parents they are good yeah. parents it's amazing to me the other part is like the courtship well sort of it's like they they i've heard it said that penguins mate for life but i think that's inaccurate because they mate for the season where they're they're monogamous to the one partner for the season for the life cycle of the baby and so they're not like a lot of other animals who will court a lot of different you know um, males to be able to reproduce they pick the one male and just and I, there's no really explanation for how it's chosen I guess we don't know or um, we don't understand the the choosing process of the animal because usually it's like with birds and stuff right you get like displays the bird will do a dance or something like that the bird will build a pretty nest or something like that but with the penguins there's nothing there it's just there, it's i think just the dance ice. is i just walked my ass 70 miles yeah. <laughs> here. i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready to go <laughs> and they just pair off. They just start pairing off. But I, my heart was breaking for the ones who doesn't don't find the partner, and then they show them just walking off onto the ice. Just and it's like they'll just disappear. They'll just cease yeah, to and it, and it, it, on the it was a, um, I'm like, holy shit! But it was a um, it was a function of there's more uh, females, females than males. Mm -hmm. because and it's directly because of this trek they have to do more males die exactly. during the trek yeah. so but yeah i mean it's 
it's an like he explains it in the documentary, but he says they're monogamous, but just but just for the season. But it's basically like they pair off, and then it's I, it, the. Inst- I mean, these are not the world's smartest creatures, right? Like definitely this is not like this is not like a, a chimp. Instinct. Completely right. instinctual. Yeah. They pair up and then they do, they do this incredible thing together. Mm-hmm. The fact that they know to like pass. So basically, they pair off. They do what they got to do, which to Logan's chagrin, that did they did not show the act during the G-rated movie. Sorry, Logan. But they we didn't think about- show the act, but they showed some very sensual. Yeah, um, a little. It was like, um foreplay. Yes, they put some music over some images that made it seem like some penguin porn. I'm just gonna say. Where they're doing nothing. They're doing nothing except for just like with their cute little heads close together or uh, rubbing their little beaks together. And you're just like, my whole chick, wow, wow, go penguin, go. But they don't show anything. Other and than and that. Morgan Freeman got his uh, excited voice going whenever that <laughs> stuff like that came, came up. So um, he got a little, he got a little randy about it there for a little he's bit. An, he's an amazing narrator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, Maharaja Ali, I think was our, was our number one narrator. Mm-hmm. I think Morgan Freeman, oh, yeah. I think he, he tossed him. him. For sure. Yeah. I was even if Another he was. One. I was even even though uh, Ali was great. It, yeah, Morgan Freeman's way way up there. Like you could picture Morgan Freeman just like narrating real mundane things yes. about your day. Like of course. and then, you know, and then Cowboy Roger got up and made himself <laughs> a nice breakfast, and he really enjoyed it that morning. And it would just it would just be so additive. Yeah, it's really interesting how Logan butters that toast. <laughs> butters. <laughs> Uh, so one thing that I was thinking about during this is like he's narrating it, but it's very minimal on the details that I noticed. Like to me, a modern documentary about penguins might tell me how they have sex, might tell me how they incubate the babies for two months because they don't really explain the anatomy of the penguin that makes it possible for them to do this. They're not eating on the tundra. They're, they, they eat ice to like stay hydrated and that's it. And I wanted to know more about the penguin's body and its metabolism and its reproduction. And this doesn't really do that. It's more of about the, the whole story and not the details. Yeah, I think it's a, a how focus the, how they function. It's a focus on like the journey. Yes. So, and what 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 stuck out to me is I think most documentaries would there would be a main character. Like there yes, would be there would be one well. penguin or two penguins that had a name that we yes. followed from beginning to end, and that would include a lot of those details. Um, but I kind of liked that they kept it more about about the journey and about uh, it kept it more like holistic in this respect that there's like and I don't know if this is what they were going for but for me like th- there there's a real sense of not only like what's ingrained in the penguins but not one of those penguins would survive without all the other penguins right right yeah, so there's a real they, they are they really kind of function almost as like a big organism for that time frame right like they talked about they rotate when it gets like whatever 100 degrees below zero or whatever ridiculous temperature it is there mm-hmm. um they rotate they they huddle up for warmth and they rotate where um a pen, uh, you know, certain penguins will be able to stay in the middle for a while, but then they have to go to the outside where it's less warm. And that's the only way that they survive. And the only way the eggs survive is by teamwork. So I think by not just picking a penguin and looking at the whole, the whole group, it does kind of hammer that community point home. And I think they're probably trying to get a little message across there to, 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 to all of us. Right. But. Yeah. I, I did like that part that they kind of focus on that, but I, it, those details are lacking. I'll, I'll agree with Jenny, but uh, I, I can, I can forgive that in this one. I think it was good enough at all the other stuff, but um, 
yeah, a few details here and there. Just, you know, kind of how they keep, like, if they have, like, a little pocket down there that they keep the egg in or something or just a little bit of a, a anatomy lesson kind of thing would have been interesting for sure. But, um, I, yeah, it's not a huge gripe or anything I would be super upset about. But. And it looked like a little pouch, almost, yeah. like, a kang- almost yeah. like a kangaroo. Yeah, like a possum or something like that, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, just a one or two lines, like yeah, mm-hmm. penguins yeah. have this blah 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 that makes them blah 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 or whatever. Just a couple of throwaway lines, because to me, I wanted to get on my phone and look up more about penguin anatomy at the end of this. Although I did not do that, um, so. <laughs> uh, but the condition, like the weather conditions during the winter when the males, so they they. They've mated, they've had the egg, they've passed the egg. Not all the eggs make it when mm-hmm. they're doing the dance to pass from mother to father. Because um, they, they showed tragically a lot of, look, it's cold as fuck. And the eggs will freeze if it's not protected. So there were, you know, eggs that didn't get passed correctly and then they're just abandoned. And then that penguin has like nothing to do. <laughs> like well, the daddy penguin just walks off into the tundra or something. Mm. I don't know. But um, the mamas all leave after the eggs <laughs> are hatched and mm. they go back to feed because they've also not eaten for months and they'd make the 70 mile trek back. And they also have to bring food back for the babies, which will be hatched by the time that they get there. And that leaves the males in the dead of winter. It's if I was under my electric blanket when I was watching this and I was still cold (laughs) because it's just so desolate looking and so fucking snowy and there's nothing. There's just penguins. It was a crazy um, here, here in the Northeast. It was pretty close to that. Over it was the close la- to over the last, it was over close the last to week or so. Oh god, yeah. yeah. So I was also <laughs> huddled up under a blanket because the room I watched TV and wouldn't go above fifty degrees, no matter what I did. <laughs> oh Jesus! So, yeah. Um, I'm always. Yeah, and, it, <laughs> what, what's so interesting is the babies are born with the moms not there, right? Like yeah, so, one when the egg hatch, it's just the dad there, and one of the things that they this is another just insane thing that they, it's just instinctual is these dads haven't eaten in months, nope. right? So they're basically waiting for the mothers to get back so that they can leave and go eat or they're going to die. Yeah. But, like but, all they, dad, honestly. but they save one, like, I mean, I, I can't describe it as anything, but other than like, it's like they store this like f- little piece of phlegm nourishment. Yeah. Yeah. They store it in like their thorax and cough it up to give the baby just a little meal to give the mother time to get back. And they say, and that just happens. They all just do that. They know to do that, which is insane. It's it insane. Is. And they didn't explain. I wanted to know more about the digestive system of the patient as well. I'm like, how are they doing that? All you need is just a few sentences to tell me how they're doing that. But they did not do that. So it sounds like we need to do another penguin pod so we can. I mean, (laughs) trying to learn about penguins and and ain't telling me nothing. Always telling me some, but um, yeah. Um, But just the whole the process of trading the egg. There's so it. It's amazing how one little screw up will like mess the whole process up. Like they have to do it so perfectly and meticulously, uh, the transition uh, of the egg and all that. And I think he kind of pointed out that some of the younger uh, couples or whatever you want to call them uh, are a little bit more, they're eager. not. They're not as careful about it. They're yeah. they're more eager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that they, they, they may screw it up more often. And then like the more seasoned people that are, are penguins that have been around for a while, um, are, are a little bit better at it. And uh, you know they they know how to how to do it uh at the best way. Um, but yeah, just that whole thing. And then you know not eating for a, a long time is just incredible. That's really the thing I came away with most in this is I. I I've always liked penguins. I like looking at them in the zoo and watch them swim around and stuff. But this made me grow a huge appreciation for how like just badass they are. Right. Um, that they they live in this condition. They walk for so long. 
um and they don't eat for for forever you know if, if you know if, if we don't eat for a few hours we're like oh my god i'm dying um and, and this guy's just it's like standing, four standing. months to sit there yeah. with but, your baby and starve i didn't look this up but i would imagine it's a similar deal to like what a bear does where before the they go on this trek, oh, yeah. well, but, but I think they probably like really fatten up before yeah. they go on yeah. this on this trek. Like I, I'm, I'm guessing, but they, they they put on you know they overstuff themselves so that they can survive as long as possible without any additional food. And then maybe the fact that it's freezing freaking cold slows, slows down, down their yeah. their metabolism yeah. a little bit. But regardless, like some of the footage. Like we wouldn't survive fifteen freaking minutes out there. Like it, it looked awful. No, I, no, absolutely not. Yeah, especially when they have the storms and the winds blowing. Oh, the like storm. wind blows a hundred miles an hour. An hour. Yeah. <laughs> What's the wind chill? Like negative oh. three hundred or something? Oh, yeah, is that? Yeah, Jenny would last about two seconds. Oh my god! I couldn't even watch it without being frozen <laughs> to death. And uh, uh, and a lot of them don't make it, you know. Some of the older penguins just fall asleep and freeze to death, and they don't they don't make it. Um, I would imagine, like given the the G rating and given the overall positivity of of the film, that that was glossed over a little bit. Like I, I bet, well, yeah. If you look at percentages of like how many of those eggs actually make make it, and how many penguins are. are are dying every every time they do this it's probably yeah. relatively high like yeah and some of and the then, moms don't make it back because they get eaten by the other predators that are in the exactly water when they go i hate it so I'll, I'll tell you guys my least favorite animal period is the seagull I no, I, uh, no just in this seagull. movie just in yes. general i yeah, i really was- I have never liked seagulls. Like we we have this ferry here that you go on, and the stupid seagulls fly after you. They're just like they'll come and like take a sandwich right out of your hand on the beach. Like awful, awful. So it was a real like I had forgotten that the most hateful thing in this in this movie was the stupid Antarctic seagull <laughs> trying to take the little baby pen, the little baby penguin and you, I think it got that last one and yeah, they just didn't it did. show it. Yeah. But They're did you so notice cute. like They're they so didn't cute. explain this too much either. It didn't look like the big penguins they were kind of standing right there just watching it. Like it didn't seem like they had like a big protection instinct. No, I don't think so either. They're not fighting yeah. a seagull. For, for somebody else's little kid, like those the big penguins could kick the shit out of that seagull if they wanted to. Yeah, could just bop them with their <laughs> or, or belly belly flop right yeah, on yeah. it. Right. Which is interesting because they showed one of the mamas that was tending. She's come back from feeding, and she has her little baby. It's hatched, but then something happens and the baby dies. Like doesn't keep it covered up or whatever and then she tried to steal another baby from another penguin and then all the other penguins attacked her and like protected the other little baby and they they wouldn't allow for her to steal someone's baby which i thought was super interesting and then i go well what does the mama do at that point does she just go back off probably the same way that the dads did if they lost a, an egg during that process. So just so interesting, this drive to reproduce, this drive to like go and, and go through this whole system. But then when your baby dies, you're just like, you just go, go away. Like, I guess you probably have to wait for like the next, you wait for the next, the next cycle. round of the yeah. next round of, of penguins. It. But like, even, even to leave, I don't think that they can just leave by leave, themselves. Right. They'll yeah. die, right? Yeah. So they have to wait for the next round of penguins to leave and then hop, hop on the train kind and of be around all the other mamas and babies and their <laughs> penguins. And I'm just like, that is horrible. She's just got to be the good auntie of the, of I the guess, and that's sad. But I guess if maybe a mother dies, then, and, and there's an orphan, then maybe she could grab that. I don't know. That's me trying to feel better about that. Um, but it showed There's the probably mothers mm-hmm. probably yeah. the mothers going back to feed and then getting eaten by the sea lions. 
Um, that was leopard whole, seals. The leopard seals. They were uh, horrific little action sequence there because they showed really cool footage of the penguins diving under the ice and then the seal with his ginormous teeth and just like like <laughs> as if the freaking penguins don't have enough to worry about That's just with the penguins. cold yep. <laughs> then they did that sequence where it just shows them walking in a line and then the one penguin falls and then they all like, whack whack <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, they, they, were, they were making fun of them. <laughs> it cracked me up. But those little baby penguins were. I mean, Weren't that, they so super cute? Huge, huge, oh huge, huge cute factor. Huge oh cute factor. God. I mean, so much so that they made a. Was it a Pixar or a Disney movie? Happy Feet. Happy Feet. DreamWorks, actually. DreamWorks. Thank, yeah. thank, thank you, Logan. Because you are of that age when the mm. movie came out. I'm yeah. sure you. <laughs> Definitely saw that one in theaters for sure. Yep. Um, but yeah, when they get their little bellies full, when the mamas come back and they like regurgitate the food, and then they like eat, and then they're like, they're just like sitting there, just like, <laughs> just like with their eyes half closed, their bellies just ginormous. I'm like that is. We, we say we've all seen. we've all been there, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. And they and they just they just trade off on and off for months, you know, until the babies are big enough and they can travel to the sea, right? The sea comes to them. Yeah, Remember? that's true. Yeah, it melts. So the babies never have to make the trek yeah. because it's they they the the reason they end out at that spot is the ice melts and eventually the the sea is there. So that seventy miles that they walked is was is melted and then mm -hmm. the babies can now that they're big enough can just jump into the water yeah and the so, journey for the moms and dads as it goes gets shorter and shorter right but, right yeah. as they go back and forth yeah because mm -hmm. it's like a year-long process mm -hmm. at least something like that um and it's so cute how they learn to walk by just being tucked under the mom and standing on her feet as she waddles and waddles and waddles mm -hmm. and then they just like let them go and then they just Walk on their little feet. Just walk and then eventually, like Morgan Freeman says, and that'll probably be the last time they see each other or whatever. Probably like it's like so, so yes. they're attached and then they're separate. And it's like my job is they, they it's again instinctual, right? So there's mm -hmm. I don't know if there's emotion there or whatever. There doesn't seem it. It's like okay, doesn't they instinctually know my job, my job is done. You're on your own now. They just leave the babies. Just all the moms and dads just fucking yep. leave the babies. And then the babies are like, uh, all right. It, it It's so <laughs> weird because you felt the emotion of like the sad parts of the story. Hmm. Like when they would lose the baby, they would lose the egg or she would lose her little baby. And then you would feel like they had a lot of emotion. But then it flips the switch Mama Daddy dip out literally. They get in the ocean and fucking swim away and leave all the babies there. Uh, okay. Uh, you'll figure it out, I guess. Yeah, I think it just becomes such a process at some point. Maybe the older ones obviously are like, well, this is just how it goes. Uh, maybe some of the younger ones probably show a little bit of emotion, but I mean, it's just a process. It's just how it goes. And I think they're just used to. Um, that that's just kind of the way they have to live and what they have to do. So um, I, I don't I don't know if there's no emotion, but I, I'm sure with the, kind of the older older of the group that probably is a little less than um, some of the maybe young younger ones. But who knows? Uh, it, it could be a whole thing, and, you know, but or it could be nothing to them. So but yeah, like over time, the need to be out at sea just kind of replaces that. Parental need or whatever, and you know they they've nourished them, they've kept them safe this whole time for a lot longer than a lot of other animals get. A lot of them don't get this sort of you no, know in time with their parents. I it really is. I think like these things, these penguins. I don't think their brains are much bigger than probably like no, a ping pong very, ball, right? Dumb, I think yes. it is really like all instinct. 
which is incredible. It's just the, the way that they're able to work as a team and yes. make this little, make this thing survive. And then even like the way that the, the way the baby, okay, I'm big enough now. I'm going to jump in the water when I've never been in the water before. <laughs> I know to jump in the water. I know to swim. It's just, it's, it's really it's, cool. it's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. And I, like, it makes you wonder, like if we weren't, you know, if we, if, if we, if you if we were born in the woods or whatever right like our ancestors like what kind of instincts live in us that we just you know we 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 ignore right like we had to have this stuff too similar similar type of stuff right and it's just over point. time we haven't had to use it but it's you know like they say like if you've ever been in a um in a real scary like a you know, violent situation or whatever like um your fight or flight kicks in mm -hmm. right it's the same kind of thing right like you know you just book it and you don't you don't think about it you just you just book it right it's like i don't know yeah we we've rationalized a lot of this sort of natural stuff away you know or you know m mixed it up to fit with what we want to do but th this is just what they do and it's just incredible that we get to witness it on this yes. level. And I can't imagine the filmmakers and being in these conditions and following these groups and trying not to be attached, honestly, to the animals mm -hmm. is probably hard. Yeah, I'd like to read. Uh, I, I, I would like to look into um, what filming that thing was like, like how they did it, mm -hmm. because I mean, they had to have no contact, right? I mean, I think that's a rule generally, and I think in this case it would be like even more of a rule. So they're, yeah. they they had to stay far away they... and kind of like follow the penguins on their on their trek. But the conditions are so horrible. Like I don't know how they did it. Like are they setting up setting up like a base camp and <laughs> go to get like snowmobiles and stuff? Like I have no clue. I was gonna ask. Mm, there, yeah, but... it took a year, and there were only two cinematographers. There were uh, two two cameramen. According to uh, Wikipedia, they spent thirteen months at the station, um, and they had twelve hundred penguins um, gathering that year. Hmm. Uh, for cameras to operate at negative forty, they had to use film. And to load all the film for the day as it was impossible to reload outside. Because of the isolation from any film studios, remembering each shot was necessary to ensure uh, uh, continuance and to make sure that all the necessary sequence were, finishes, were finished. Um, the weather was the main challenge between negative 50 and negative 60 degrees Celsius. They would spend a half an hour putting on six layer of clothes, and some days could not spend more than three hours outside. That is nuts. They work in winds. I'm surprised with, it's that long, yeah. Yeah, I know. Me too. I would not last that long. They work in winds with gusts up to 125 mile, miles per hour. That is nuts. It would have been nice to have like a separate documentary just about those two guys. About that. Oh, yeah. And they showed a couple of um, behind the scenes stuff at the end during the credits. But like, again, I just felt it wasn't <laughs> enough. Like I wanted, I wanted more. Like I, I kind of wanted more across the board as this whole documentary. And I know in 2005, 20 years ago, We've come a long way in documentaries, so I feel like the style has changed. So this seems revolutionary for the time and then kind of old-fashioned for us now. Yeah, but I mean, Grizzly Man came out right around the same time. And I, when and I was, was watching mostly that, like filmed home, by home, vi home video kind of yeah. deal, yeah. which, yeah, and I think like what you would expect now is... Antarctica would yes. be a big character and like we're just so used to like if you think about chimp empire like I mean you just put that on your tv it feels like you're sitting in the freaking mm -hmm. rainforest mm -hmm. with them mm -hmm. right it's so you know the technology is so clear now yeah. and I would think it like Antarctica could be very much like that too mm -hmm. and it just isn't in this in this movie because of the it sounds like because of the film they had to use and just mm -hmm. the lack of technology 
yeah, I guess it's almost like if you had to film, I, it's probably the most difficult place on earth to film. Well, yeah, maybe like, I mean, maybe like to the Mariana Trench underwater yeah, is the I only mean, other thing I can think of, right? Yeah. So or this is holding like, your breath and seeing octopus do shit and just free diving. I mean, that's pretty fucking hard too. But uh -huh. Antarctica, I think, is probably harder. <laughs> Oh, that octopus guy wouldn't have survived yeah. out in Antarctica. Oh, God, no. He would just be free diving with the. <laughs> he would just shit. free dive and immediately turn into a block of just ice. Ice. He would have had to befriend one of the penguins and they would have all attacked him. They, they did get some underwater shots, though, in they this. Did. So I, I, wonder, I wonder how they pulled that off. Because there's no way they're swimming well. in that shit. No, well, uh, yeah, even with a wetsuit, it's got to be too cold, I would think. Yeah. Right. That, it looked stationary from what I could see. So See, they just probably had like a cam like, an underwater camera that they dropped down there. Drop down, maybe. Uh, but even then, to get the footage is still incredible. Um, yeah. yeah, all of this is just fascinating. And uh, the whole process and how resilient the penguins are. Mm. And just with l little to no brain cells. Just pulling <laughs> off all this shit. You know, like, it's quite amazing to me. Yeah, for being um, as tiny brain as there are, it's, ama it's amazing how like well they know how to do everything. And like Roger said earlier, like knowing exactly where to go without even having to think about it, they just go straight to that spot, and that's where they just they just know it off the top of their. Top and of their and head. The, the other crazy thing was when they the mate when they came back when the women came back, they all made these sounds, and they yeah, could marry up the sound. They just went right to the right to their mate. That sounds yeah, all sound the freaking same to us. It sounded yeah. like they were all just making the same sound, but they were different, different, different. Enough <laughs> that the mates were able to find each other that way. And then when the male, so they, the mamas leave the babies at mm. one point and they are waiting for the daddies to come back. And then they're like, they have to make the, the noise so that the daddy knows, Hey, I'm your baby. It, and it, he just knows that that's his baby. I'm just like, what? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, when the baby's born, they like learn the dad's uh, sounds. Noise. And then, yeah. and then when they go away and come back, they they know exactly which one's which because they make they they know their their voices or you know whatever you want to say. That's incredible. Really, really cool. In a group of like a thousand penguins, you have to find mm -hmm. your kid that you've not seen since you left three months ago or whatever. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's my daddy. He's the one that calls me a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of, I, I don't know, I kind of went on to a little thing where I wish that they had given them names and we could follow yeah. like one specific. There's no way, though. There's no way you could follow oh, no. one specific penguin. They all look exactly the fucking same. Yeah, I was there. they would have to have like a very specific you tag characteristic. Them or something yeah, yeah. If you wanted yeah. to do that. They did um, look very, they all looked really similar. Exactly the I, same. I love the close-ups. Like, like we talked about the video quality on a lot of them. To me, the aerial shots and, like, the landscape. But when they would focus in on the animals, that was a lot more clear. Agreed. And you can get so many details, like, how beautiful the feathers are on their face and, like, their eyes. Um... Similar to Chimp Empire, with that focus on the face and that, I don't know, it was... Yeah, and I mean, I think these are, like, they didn't put them up next to, like, a person, stuff to tell, but I think these no. are really, I think these are pretty big penguins. Oh, yeah. They are large. Right, like, I mean, if you look just the feet, like, the, the talons and stuff on the feet, I mean, those are, I think it's bigger than, like, the... The little penguin you might see over at the the local the local zoo. Yes. Yeah, the um, ones at the zoo are like this tall. Yeah. So, I mean, I just made a motion with my hand on a audio yeah. medium, but you know, you two can see what I'm talking about. But yeah, these are much larger. Logan had his hands roughly one yeah. one foot apart. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and again, those penguins, and they have other predators that come around and try to tote them off. Um, not, I said penguin. Pel uh, seagulls that you said earlier, the seagulls that come and try to eat the babies, right? Mm -hmm. And just like, 
get the weak ones away from you know their mama and take them away. Yeah, and I think stuff. some of the only other animals that are there, I think there are polar bears there. That that's probably the only other thing that lives there. They eat the seals. Yeah, you know, seals eat the seals. penguins, and yeah. just like just like just like here, the seagull just eats whatever it can get. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Little scary yeah. bastards. I'm just kidding. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, Logan. Yeah. Now, one of them, I've seen one of them steal a sandwich out of my uh, mom's hands before. So it was uh, I, I, I agree there. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> yep. No fear. No fear at all. Oh, God. Uh, she was you just chowing down on it and held it out while she was talking. And yep. <laughs> they're not really a big deal down here. I mean, I live on the beach and it's not really a big deal. Seagulls aren't. Mm -hmm. I mean, that much of a menace that I've noticed, but maybe I'm wrong. It was in Florida when that happened. We were in really? Destin, I think. And oh, yeah, shit. she was. We had taken sandwiches that we made in the condo or whatever, and went down one day, and she was just it talking with it out, and <laughs> yeah. amazing. She was like, "Well, fuck, I guess I'm not eating." Logan <laughs> continue continues to make hand motions on the yeah. audio yeah, podcast. Does. I love it. I made the noise effect, so I figured they would get the idea that it swooped in, got the sandwich. I think it did. <laughs> Absolutely, Logan. Um, so I should have mentioned this uh, at the top, but we watched this on, or I did, on Amazon Prime, and it cost me $3 to rent it. So uh, $3 well spent, not going to lie. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. And... Um, as this is the, uh, end of our nature documentaries, I hope that, uh, some of our listeners can tune in and watch this and, and look at the cuteness with us because this was mostly a feel good documentary. And if you want to watch it, Logan will send you $3. Yeah, just, 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 just shoot send us a note. Pen, pen yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll pay for it because I did not pay for it because I found it somewhere that I probably shouldn't have watched it on um, <laughs> for free. So, um, so I'll pay for someone else's. Uh, Why is Morgan Freeman speaking Russian? <laughs> I don't understand. Where he found that? I couldn't find it anywhere else. Uh, it was, it was a couple of places, but yeah. If, if anybody wants to watch it for free, I'll shoot, shoot you the link. Okay. I'll find it again. Well, I did the same thing as you, Jenny. I just, uh, I just typed it into Roku, and if it doesn't That's give me, a, if it doesn't give me yeah. a free option there, I say okay. I'll just pay for it. One percent of a night two WrestleMania ticket. It is <laughs> more, more, more like a point zero 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 one percent. Exactly. So this would be the end of our season two for um, animal docs and I think we've done a pretty good job covering a bunch of different animals and aspects of it like from deep dives to kind of feel good stories to horrific shit um, we've kind of run the gamut which is good which is what I wanted to do with this series and we will be moving on to season three next time you don't have to wait long look we don't we don't make y'all wait because keepy would die it's not house of the dragon wait. no we're just gonna or stranger things set along at a normal pace once a month with these episodes uh and roger let's tell everybody what we're doing next time we're gonna dive into the wonderful exciting fascinating world of serial killers oh boy and I'm a much more it. happy medium, of course. Oh boy, so many, so many things to talk about there. So many fucked up dudes. Um, I think we have a pretty good idea of who all we want to do here because there's a lot to choose from. Serial killers are sort of a huge genre. Is it a genre at this point? I think it kind of is. It would it would be a documentary genre for yeah, sure. Yeah, so. just in general, it's a genre of like just entertainment, mm -hmm. like from podcasts to movies and and docs. Like it's pretty interesting right now. So that will be our focus moving forward, and I'm excited about it. 
Yeah, and I think we kind of discussed maybe if it has a movie kind of connected to the documentary or the person in it, we might kind of compare and contrast a little bit or, you know, just watch both and see what, you know, maybe the movie left out and stuff like that. So, yeah, it'll definitely be a good good uh, thing to talk about, good good idea. It's a big yeah, one we, that a lot of people watch, so. Yeah, we definitely want to incorporate some of the movies that come along with some of these guys because they're kind of a big deal, too, right now. Um mm-hmm. So, along with the documentary, we might be incorporating a movie along with each one of those. So, we'll tell you more about that next time. And um, we'll probably be letting you guys know what we're watching ahead of, like, maybe a week ahead of time. I'll tweet something, post something. Uh, So, if you want to watch it and follow along with us, you can definitely do that. Because our friend Keithy insisted that we do that. So, we're going (laughs) to do it. Anything for Keithy. Anything for Keithy. I think Keithy should act out um, the it puts the lotion in the basket scene from Silence of the Lambs for us as like a, you know, as a prequel to us moving on to serial killers. He might do that, honestly. I think think we could talk him into that. Little Buffalo, little Buffalo, little Buffalo Bill. Yeah, I I could think of no better person for Keithy to do that. Little Buffalo Keith there, yeah. All right, so we hope you guys have enjoyed our um, animal series, and we'll enjoy the next series to come. But until then, Roger, do you have anything you want to promote? I do want. I do one other show this week in the NFL with my my dad and uh, Cowboys. My dad, Cowboy Senior, and um, and JAD John D'Amato. It's the one time a week that I feel like a young man is when I <laughs> when I when I talk to them. But we are here in uh, the conference championship games are coming up on Sunday. So we'll actually be recording this on the Thursday before. So please listen. Please enjoy. You'll get your your picks. You'll get seniors monologue of you know he gives you kind of like the slanted New England guy take on, on everything so you can look forward to that and i have a lot of fun doing it so i hope you have a lot of fun listening to it very good what about you logan yeah his hatred for the uh, whole afc north it seems is uh, always an uh, interesting topic because he hates the steelers uh, and now the ravens so <laughs> he's like good. i'm sure this comes through but mm-hmm. if the, like if the patriots aren't in it he yeah. he 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 really and this is not just with football but just in general mm-hmm. Yeah. He really kind of needs someone to root against. Yeah. Like that's one of his favorite things to do is to root He's a for the hater at heart. So to root for I the failure of certain teams, and yeah. so all of the teams he was rooting against lost in the first round. So he kind of it was an easy shift for him to John Harbaugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I definitely enjoy his uh, rants for sure. I, I tell, I think I say that every time you uh, promote <laughs> that show, but. Um, or here on the North South Connection, I've got linking up luchas. That's with uh, Jenny and Jake. We did the last episode. We record. We recorded last night, and then uh, Schiff and Sean joined me on a couple of uh, our, on every other episode as well. Um, and we are almost towards the end of uh, season one. We've got about ten left, I think, uh, till we get to uh, Ultima Lucha and all that. So uh, definitely enjoying that. Uh, talked about some really great matches last night. So keep checking that out uh it's a ton of fun to do and then uh highway to the impact zone is the one that i host on the place of your nation wrestling feed we just did bound for glory 06 that's a big show for them uh really kind of kicks off the kurt angle era and um just really looking forward to diving into that because i think we finally got into the good part we've been telling jake for a while that we're that it gets good so maybe it'll finally get good where we're at so um but yeah check check everything out but definitely check those too Yes, listen to all of that, and plus uh, Jenny Position on Wednesdays on North-South Connection. Uh, We got GC Dub, a game-changing podcast. We got um, Xfinity, Xfinity, Jesus Christ, Exposition, (laughs) an X-Men podcast, and um, we don't have a new Talk and Pop coming up soon. You never even know. Um, You can follow me across all of the socials at Jenny Position. And thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time.